Your mission is to feed the wolf, the right wolf, the ultimate self wolf. Feed that person the right habits, the right food, the right thoughts, everything that's going to equate to that person being in control. Welcome to the Fit in 42 Life Podcast. Fitness, lifestyle, community, and getting better every day. All right, welcome back to the Fit in 42 Life Podcast. I'm here with Ryan McMillan. <laughs> What's up, Jerry? I want to switch it, it up. Oh, it's Got going the last great, name man. in there and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're a, you're doxxed. Everyone knows who you are now. So, um, so I'm really excited about today's podcast. We came up with some good information and some really valuable stuff, and some stuff that I find myself. Um, getting really passionate about. And so let's dive right in. Let's go, um, you know, in December, it's a, you know, fitting 42 is about, it's really about giving back. And it's really important to every single one of the studio heads and managers and owners. And what better during December to give to kids? Like there's, there's absolutely nothing better to than, than making a child happy. At least to me, and it really, I'm sure you feel similar, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, what we're doing at the studio, um, I think we mentioned this in the past, but every month we do a charity related event in all of the studios. And this month, we, ha- I think it's for the Salvation Army. Um, yeah. And it's, I think we have 80 to 100 angel tickets. So you get a ticket off the, uh, the well, the, we've, they were given to us and it has the child's name, their clothing sizes, uh, shoe sizes, as well as toys they want. And it is so, I just got done doing this. It's so much fun going to shop for a kid and that, you know, that like, that might not get anything for Christmas without you. And it's like, it's not, that's not fun, but it's just rewarding. And it, it makes you feel like you're doing something like that, that means something because I know as I get older, like getting gifts, it's like, whatever, oh, cool. You know, we, we make money, we could buy ourselves stuff, but kids and Christmas could like imagining they, they're not going to get something. It's like, it's like, a, and then you got to make sure that the outfit you buy them is cool. It's got to match. It's got to, then you're like, no, it's not good enough. And, but so I brought my daughter and we had a really good bonding experience buying for other children. And so we have that to look forward to. So this episode is coming out in a few weeks. So you won't, it will be like Christmas time. So, but everyone at the studios, thank you so much because without you guys, you guys are all picking up off those angel tree tickets and buying for these kids. And so thank you so much. It's such a cool, it's like one of the greatest gestures you could do for another human, you know, like you're taking a child's Christmas into your control, you know, like they're not going to have anything and now you guys are doing it. And it's cool because like I, at the studio, like I I went in this morning and I walk in and I saw bicycles and like (laughs) how everyone goes all out for the children because they understand how serious it is, is, you know, and it's cool because think about it, like we're all going to go have awesome Christmases and be with our families and stuff. But when you take on a child, just waking up, knowing that you did that for them too, that they're enjoying Christmas because you were able to take care of them and made such an impact on a child. It's just awesome. And thank you to all the members, all you guys in 42 universe that take those angel tags and take them serious because you guys are the ones that are changing 
Christmas for children. That's, that's really, really powerful. Yes. And now also in December, you, you guys are doing another charity event. Yeah. So the, we're going to be doing a ruck. So this is a, if you don't know what a ruck is, basically it's a military exercise. It's a military exercise and it's, it's basically marching, walking with weight, with a weight loaded weight. Right. So at this event, everyone's going to go there. It's a donation of $30 to enter, but all of the proceeds go to shelter from the storm. That's the domestic violence shelter. I'm a board member over there. And, uh, we, it goes to aid the children, aid the families and all that stuff. So all, everything goes to them. But I look at it like this is a fun event to end the year with giving, which 42 is all about, but then end it with a difficult challenge for the members. So it's a win-win for everybody. So our members are going to be, the women have to carry 35 pound rucks or backpacks and men have to carry 50 pound rucks or backpacks. And basically when they come, they come in with their loaded rucks and uh, and then we weigh them in. And then once, so they got to get cleared by me. If it's not cleared, we keep adding cans of food in there until it hits the weight, right? So that's how you do the that's weight. That's how we do the weight. Yeah, cans of food. So, and then at the end, whoever wants to leave the cans will go to the shelter too. So it's like this double whammy of nice. donations, you know? Um, yeah, so then we zip tie it t- tight. And then once everyone has um, entered and got all their stuff weighed in, then bam, we have six miles. So it's a 10K. <laughs> you have to walk six That's miles awesome. with your ruck and you got to finish it, right? Um, and so it's a fun way to end it off. And the rucks, we'll do a couple of these, you know, um, throughout the year. They're really fun. But if you want to do one, it's a challenge. So like it definitely, everyone can do it, right? So it's doable for absolutely everyone, but it's also very challenging because your core strength has to be intact. Your, your back strength has to be intact. So definitely it hits different. And that's what I tell the team is like this year, I did a Spartan one weekend and it was fine. And then the next weekend I did a ruck and I was like, holy crap, you know, like my back and my legs, it just hits different, you know? Um, so if you guys are out there and you ever see that we are going to be putting on a ruck, become and do it, you know, and participate in it because it's going to challenge your body. That's our duty as your guys' coaches to push you guys. <laughs> I don't know if that was a good advertisement for it, right? I think you might scare them, <laughs> but just do it. That's what I, I said. Just do it. I think it's um, like a Spartan race. Like we're trying to challenge people to do things that they never would do ever on their own. And that's why that's what your coaches are supposed to do, right? They're supposed to see... Uh, they're supposed to inspire you to do things to get out of your comfort zone because we all want to be in our comfort zone because it's all oh, it's nice and warm in there. But like, but so much growth and so much uh, where you're proud of yourself happens when you you leave that comfort zone. It's so hard for I know for me a lot of times, like I'll go to a, a party or something. For instance, and my wife's like, "Come on, let's go." I don't want to go. I want to be in my house, and I'm like, "I don't want to go." And we get in an argument. And I go, and she's like, "Do you have fun?" I'm like. Yes, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm happy I went out of my comfort zone. And so like a lot of you with fitness and so a lot of times you're like, I can never do that. But then when you do it, like a lot of growth happens. So, all right, we got to go into this story. So I was telling Ryan this earlier. So I'm at Strong Republic. Oh, I just kind of outed where this, I hope this person's not listening. <laughs> I'm at Strong Republic with Quinta the other day. All right. And so- uh. So we're over. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm talking to Diego over there. We're just game planning, and this lady walks in, super nice lady, and she's like, "Hey, um, 
you know, when people come in, they act like they don't have a lot of time. They're like, oh, they're so busy. Like, I, I, I mean, you know, I'm just looking for some information on the gym. Uh, it's for my daughter. Uh, I don't work out. I don't need to work out. I'm really busy. And I'm like, <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, oh boy. So I'm like, I had to stop her. I'm like, I'm so, what? You're busy? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I work. I work a lot. I'm a hairstylist. And, and I'm like, well, I get it. So you don't work out? She's like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm getting, I'm too old. And mind you, she's probably mid-50s, maybe upper-50s. Oh, God. <laughs> I was telling Ryan, I got to get better at this, dude. Like, I I don't want to insult people. Like, excuse it. Like, that, that mindset, like, obviously, you're listening to this. You don't have that mindset, but that mindset is hard for me. Like, I've been a coach a long, long, long time. I've seen people in their 80s, no joke. Marty Paulson, shout out. There's no way Marty's listening. Right there, but he's like 85. And he would work out, do like our boxing classes right next to me. We'd do the same freaking class. And he was like early 80s at the time. And he's cute. It's like, he defies everything you'd ever think. But like, it's a mindset. And so like, I talked to this lady and we we, we had a nice chat and everything. But then we, I, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't keep harping on her not working out because she was there for her daughter. So we were talking about that. But in the back of my head, I'm like, Jerry, stop, stop. Just let her go because I can't put up with that stuff. Like it doesn't, doesn't make sense to me that people think they're just getting older and they're like, I am too old to work out. I'm like, ah, and the facts of it is you're losing muscle mass every year Bones are getting more, you know, getting more brittle. And we're just, it's like, we're all dying in a sense. And what are you going to do about it? And when someone comes to me, and this is our profession, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm too busy. I'm like, what the, no, you're not. But I got to say it in a way that like, I don't sound like a big jerk. And they're like, I'm never going there. That place sucks. So like, Ryan, help me out here, man. Yeah. Like, how do you feel about this? I, I was laughing when I heard this story because it's funny, but it's also a serious thing too. You know what I mean? Because I feel like there's a perspective shift that really needs to change in the world. And like everyone feels like I'm 50, I'm 60, and I'm just going to slowly like let my life fade away and it's over. It's like, why are we slowing down or trying to back off in our, our 50s and 60s? Like the reality is we're going to live a very long time. Yeah. Like we live right now to 86 years old life expectancy. Most people live that long, but are they living it long and healthy? You know, and that's the idea behind this woman that we're talking about. Like she's in her early 50s, but if she doesn't take care of herself, yeah, she's going to live, you know, 86 years old, but yeah. it's going to be unhealthy. It's going to be on medication. It's going to be a struggle throughout her lifetime if she doesn't care for herself. And then there's other people that are like, hey, I'm in the prime of my life. I'm going to keep taking care of myself. And then they're the ones like Marty, was it? Who's yeah, 86, five years old, oh, straight crushing it in, on the, in living, right? And like, that's, I think what me and Jerry were talking about, how it's a struggle to watch people die while they're alive, right? Yeah. Instead of living while they're here. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, guys, don't tap in just because of age or something like that. Like, no, we have a long, exciting life ahead of all of us, especially if you do what we're teaching you guys, live a healthy life, train your body, eat properly, 
all this stuff we've talked about. If you do that, you're going to live a long and productive life. So anyone in their 50s, 60s, 70s, you're in your prime of your lifetime. Like in the next like 10 years, life expectancy is probably going to jump to like 120. You know, it's like we're going to live a long life. But do you want to live a long, healthy life of accomplishment, success, happiness? Or do you want to live a long life of, you know, disease, sickness, struggle, difficulty, like ultimately? And I think that's what gets under like Jerry's skin and my skin when you hear that. It's trying to change people's perspective on that, though, you know? Yeah. um, I had another story I just realized. I think I just got to be a little more careful my words with strangers because they don't know me yet. They're like, that guy sucks. I'm never going. (laughs) But I was actually taking a walk the other morning and I saw an old, old, she's not old, but an old member from maybe 10 years ago. And she's like, Jerry, what's up? We started talking and we're, you know, I'm like, this is what I do. I'm like, where are you working out at? What are you doing? And she's like, oh, you know, I haven't worked out. I'm doing some walking, my dog. I do some hiking here and that. You know, when people say I'm doing some hiking, like, once in a while, I get it. But I'm like, come on, you're better than that. You know, you know, you got to be doing the weight training, right? She's like, I know, but you know, but a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit. And I was like, mm-mm. Like, I just care about people. If you've ever, if you've ever been in our universe and I, and I know you and I, we, we have a relationship, I'm sure because I, I make it a point to have relationships with the people that are nice enough to give us their business and to trust us. And I feel it's a point to get to know that person and to try to create a bond as coaches. We try to do that because if we can bond with you, that means we can relate to you. And if we can relate to you, we could help you maybe if there's times you, you are really struggling. And so it's a very relationship business. So with this person, I was just like, come on, come on. That's not acceptable. You know that. So with her, she knows, damn it, Jerry. And hopefully I stuck in her head. We let, we left that conversation. Hopefully she hopefully she chooses to do something, but I, I can't sit back and know. I just know, like, we, we've been talking about in these podcasts with Ryan and I are doing is, like, we know that working out, like, weight training is, is for our mind just as much as our body. So I know if someone's not doing that, I know that they could be doing better. And I know that it's good for you. It's, freaking, it, it's, it's just the facts. You need to be weight training, period. And so... I'm sure a lot of you guys listening have family members that are just giving up and you know, like I just would, I would just suggest try and have that conversation with them. Say some tough things to them. Don't pick on them. Don't call them names. Don't like use that angle. I don't think that works, but I would just like the caring, like, Hey, come on. Like you want to just ask them or if they've been thinking about it or just put that seed in their head because a lot of times people just need to, they need that push a little bit and, I know that in our profession, we need to, uh, that's just, just what I signed up to do. And so if I have a friend, I, I, I care about so many people and I'm like, if they're not working out, I, I just know that like, I got it. It's probably annoying to them actually. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Jerry, here he goes. Oh, oh yeah, working out. Hide, hide. Right. <laughs> so a uh, real quick story. One of my, one of my best friends, one of my best friends, chances of him listening to this, 60%. So if you're listening, you know who you are. Last time he worked out was my wedding, the week before my wedding. And he um, didn't work out. I've been married eight years now. And I'm like, dude, what, what about my wedding? Did you stop working? Like something I did? Anyway, <laughs> and I found it a point, like I 
I didn't want to talk. I didn't want our relationship to be about me talking about fitness anymore. So I didn't, I didn't talk about it to him for years, even though he wasn't taking the best care of himself physically with like, his exercise. And just three or four months ago, he got back on it and he's all in now. I'm so freaking happy <laughs> because I know he's happier. And it just makes me, and I, and I had to bite my tongue so much because I care about the dude. And I'm like, come on, man. But he's doing it now. And I'm like super proud. So if you know who you are, I'm proud of you. Got anything to add to that, Ryan? Oh, I think like the biggest thing we're trying to get across is like, take care of yourselves, you know, take care of yourselves no matter what. And I think sometimes for us as coaches, our, our life is about developing people and improving people. So when we see someone not maximizing their full potential, it's a struggle for us to deal with, yeah. like really, because we wake up to improve ourselves, to improve others. That's what we do with our lives. So when we see someone like, no, I'm just going to accept mediocrity. I'm just going to uh. accept this. It literally eats at both of our souls. Like that's just how it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So we could be those annoying guys that talk about fitness and stuff, but we also know that this lifestyle can help anybody, you know, and yeah. improve anybody. If you if you are successful and you're not taking care of yourself, imagine what you could be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. are you a business person? You're a multimillionaire. What, you could be a billionaire if you actually took care of your mind and your body, like whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you could always level up. And that's what we want is just nobody just surrender and say, I'm done. Like, keep improving yourself. Keep on pushing yourself until time is done. Awesome. So I was... I always like to look out for news articles and just because if I could find something that interests me and that could teach me something, then I could use it to spread to the 42 universe and hopefully teach some other people. So I came across the uh, World Health Organization 2020 recommendations for physical fitness. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. So the statistics are adults should be getting 150 to 300 minutes of moderate exercise a week. So it's up to five hours of moderate exercise. And the article wasn't super um, in-depth and specific about what constitutes moderate, but I'm going to just put my definition of anything outside of your normal activity. So if you work and you're walking around at work, that doesn't count because that's just what you do. It's something that raises your heart rate outside of your normal activity. And so, or 75 to 150 minutes of vigorous exercise. And so up to two and a half hours of all out, super sweaty, super high heart rate exercise. That was interesting. And then for children, 60 minutes every day of mid to vigorous exercise. And when you hear that, Ryan, what do you, what do you think of when you hear all that stuff? Yeah. So I think one, I'm proud of my, the 42ers because yeah. we're straight getting after it. So like all of us on here listening, you're looking at those numbers like, dang, we do that, you know? And I I think those are pretty decent recommendations. You know what I mean? We definitely, our community pushes a lot harder than that. Our strong community is a little bit older community, right? They're right on the number with those for, for everybody but as well. Do you think most people get? No. So if we're talking outside of our communities. Percentage-wise. Yeah, like Percentage. No. What percent of Americans oh get... Up to 300 Well, you got to think, well, 80% is like obese right now. So let's start yeah. there. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm saying like probably like 5%, you know, Crazy. is literally getting these recommendations in. And I doubt kids are even getting that anymore because it's been yeah, cut out of schools. It's like, 
And then it like Jerry was even saying, even when we were talking earlier, it's about like the adults, you know, if the adults aren't training, taking care of the, you guys are the example, uh, the kids aren't going to train. They're not going to yeah. eat right. They're not going to do those certain things. So like, I think like 5% of the nation is hitting those. It's, it's, it's just crazy. It's funny you say that because, you know, always like there's like statistics that come out often. It was like 60% of the nation is overweight. And I'm like, wow, that I'm just going to say that that's, I, I would think the 80% and right where you are, right? Like, is it's an insane number, but it's true. Like, think about our food, and I. And there's a lot of factors going into it. I'm not saying like it's super easy to be healthy, and like everywhere you look, like big business is trying to trick you to eat their foods and stuff, and then like fat free, sugar free, gluten free, whatever. And you're like, what the? Is that healthy? Is gluten free healthy? Or like, I think it is. It's, I heard about that. I'm not really sure what it is, but I'm going to pick that because I think it's healthy. Like, doesn't, no, that's because it's gluten-free. It doesn't, just a buzzword. So it is hard to eat healthy out there. It takes commitment. It takes thinking. And I think a lot of, I, I know a lot of people, they're just mindless when they eat. And then the act, I go back to the East Coast and I'm visiting some friends. This is a few years ago, but I didn't know one of my old friends in my town, well, mind you, most of the people left, but um, I went there for a funeral and I don't know anyone that's like actively exercised on purpose. Like actually went to, it, it was just, it was so strange. I was there for a week and it was like, it was not even uh, uh, talked about. Like, hey, I'm gonna work. It was just like, it was, I don't, maybe we're California sunshine people, I guess, or whatever, but like this is in Pennsylvania. It was just really strange. I felt like I was, I was an outsider because I wanted to go work out at the gym. It was just, and I think that's most of America. They don't commit time for themselves. And up to two and a half to five hours of walking moderately to get your heart rate up is like, like if you can't find that, it's like you're just setting yourself up for, like Ryan said before, diseases, issues. And that scares the shit out of me. I'm like, what the? No, like if I can control the way I feel and obviously there's bad luck genes out there we can get sick with stuff out of our control or environmental factors or whatever like we can't control that but what we can control like you owe it to yourselves to like take care of what you have your body and like and I know my brother would say things like in the past like a lot of times people would he's like oh yeah he's so visual my brother would be like uh you want to drink that coke okay fine go pour it on your car like, whoa, no. He's like, but you're going to put it in yourself. Like, what the hell? Like, you're going to put it in your stomach, but you won't pour it on your car. Like, he's like, like my, my brother's good at saying things like that. But like things that like, they like leave an imprint in your brain. Like, hmm, that does make sense. But man, I just get, and then the kids, man. Like if you got lazy parents, I'm just going to say lazy. And lazy is just a fact. It's not making fun of anyone. Lazy with your health, not lazy with your um, your love or your career or anything like that i don't i'm not saying is it in a negative words i'm saying a factual word uh i think it's a factual word but not giving yourself time to exercise and then so you're not very energetic to do it and then your kids are a byproduct of you being sedentary we'll say that and so then you got then the cycle is starting all over again because these kids they're getting taught a certain way to do things and then they're 
kids. And so the cycle continues. So it's really, uh, it was interesting to see these numbers and it was like, dang, I don't, that, congratulations at 20%. That's actually doing it. Yeah. These, every time I see stats like this, it's always like one, this stat like made me proud of the 42 universe because they're crushing it. But then when you look deeper into it, like how many of the nation is doing it? And you're like, oh my gosh, this is, we're losing the war, right? So it looks like that's how I look at it. Like we're losing against big business, big industry that sells all these products and, you know, and doesn't, and medical field that doesn't talk about training and exercise and all this stuff. And that's the cause of the root cause to all of these issues and people not caring for themselves. And it's like shows what we do is, is helping people is what people need. And then it makes me proud that like, yo, the 42 universe gets it. Like our team gets it every single day. They're putting in the work. I see that you, the impact of your kids start looking in the gym. They want to train yeah. Over time, they start working out in our studios. So it's like, uh, be proud of yourselves because you guys aren't a part of that statistic, but be aware of that trap too so you don't fall off and, and join that group that is going down the wrong path. And then, like we were saying, talk to your talk to people that you know and try to like help the world out because like people are struggling out there. Majority of the nation's struggling. So try to be a vessel that gets people out of that trap and yeah. if you can, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm going to challenge all you guys. So like now this goes back to what we were saying before is have those conversations with people. Try to get people that you love and you care about out of that 80% that aren't moving and aren't moving enough and not taking care of themselves. Be a little annoying at times out of love and try to change some people because, you know, it's important. All right, let's go into the let's go into the topic today. This is yeah. this is awesome. Ryan created this seminar for the Forty Two Universe, and it really made an impact on me because it's so relatable. It's so easy, and it sticks with you. And go into it, Ryan. Just yeah. lead us in. It's it's awesome. Good yeah, luck. I'm gonna, gonna try like my best everybody. to explain this in in audio form. Right, so. This is called the Ultimate Self Seminar. And this is a, it's a very powerful seminar that we do in Take Back Control. And it's really about mental health. It's a, really about anxiety, depression, and how to combat and be aware of yourself. Because at the end of the day, all of us have two parts to ourselves. The first part is our, our ultimate self. And then our other part to ourselves is our anti-self. So our anti-self is the root cause to all of our problems. That's the personality. That's the character inside of you that is the root cause to all your problems. We all have that individual. Then we also, all, all of us have our ultimate self, which is the highest version of ourselves, the person we want to be, the high achiever, that when you're on your A game, that person's there. So during this seminar, it, it shows you the good side of yourself and the dark side of yourself. So now you have, you understand the two versions of you. And now when you gain understanding of those two versions, you have more control because based on your actions, your habits, and your thoughts, it's going to dictate which person is in control your anti-self, which is the worst, darker version of you, or the ultimate self, which is the good version of you that encapsulates all of your positive traits, right? So the whole idea is for you to discover this. And then now every day when you wake up, 
you're like, who am I today? So like, for example, when I woke up this morning, I felt like my ultimate self. And that guy is called Relentless Rye, right? So I wake up and I just felt it. Like, I just knew it because I like woke up smiling. I got my workout and I did my stuff. I put music on, I'm dancing. Dulce's like, oh my gosh, like you, she knows. <laughs> like that's the majority of the time who everyone sees me joking around, having a good time. So when I woke up, I was like, yo, Relentless Rye is here today. He's ready to have some fun, right? That's my side. But then there's another side to me called Reclusive Rye. That's the guy I don't want to be, you know, that's the guy every day I try my best to, I try to live my life every day, all my habits to stay away from that guy, right? He's the guy that's depressed, sad. He wants to sleep on the couch all day. He doesn't want to do anything, right? And, but the key guys is I understand these two versions of me, right? And I also know when I am reclusive rye, how to get into ultimate you know, relentless rise state, my ultimate state based on the 42 lifestyle, right? And that's what I want to like teach you guys. One, we have to discover both versions of you. And then, uh, and I'll, I'll go through that real quick, give you guys kind of the exercise. It's a longer exercise during our seminars and stuff, but I'm going to give you guys a quick synopsis of like what it looks like. And then I'll, I'll explain to you guys how it also how you stay in your ultimate self, right? And we all have these versions and it's super powerful. Like sit down, guys, take the time, get a piece of paper, go through the exercise and identify these, these traits. Because honestly, people get very emotional. Uh, there's a lot of tears. There's a lot of, a lot of emotions that go on, especially when you're, you're identifying your anti-self because you don't want to go there. Most of us don't want to acknowledge that. We don't want to talk about it, right, at all. So when you start to build that character and to really make it real, it's like, whoa, right? And then you build that ultimate version. And then at least now you know both sides to you. And then you do everything in your power every day to feed the wolf of ultimate, right? So let me show you guys real quick. There's four steps to this guy. There's four steps to this exercise. So sit down with a piece of paper. Also, if anyone needs this exercise, you could also just reach out to me and I could send it to you. No worries. Okay. Um, so the first step guys is for sit down piece of paper, blank piece of paper and time yourself for three to five minutes, right? You're going to time it. And all you're going to do is write down negative traits, right? So we're going to identify our anti-self first, and you're going to write down traits that are your worst version of yourself, right? So you would sit there and it'd be like depression, right? Anxiety, anger, you know, high stress levels, uh, temperamental. And you would go down for five minutes just constantly thinking of the worst traits of you. Like, what is that? What does that look like, right? And really it's a tough thing to do. Like some examples, uh, abruptive, destructive, complacent, greedy, foolish, erratic, egotistical, right? So like you're just sitting there just like really going into these traits of who you are. And honestly, it's a you exercise, guys. No one else is looking. So you got to be as raw and truthful as possible with you and strike a chord with yourself. So go deep. So for three to five minutes, just write that. That's it. Step number one to finding your anti-self. Then the second part, guys, is to ask yourself the following questions. The first one, guys, is 
now you're going to create this person. So you, now you know the understand the personality, you understand the character a traits of this person. Now you want to actually create something that's real. If you're an artist, you could even just draw this person if you want, right? So these questions, guys, first one, is this person a particular gender, an animal, mystical creature, a character inspired by a movie or a book? right? So who is this person? It could be anything. This is your, cause some, maybe like, maybe like you see a little devil, right? Who knows what that person is? That could be the anti self. It's your person. Analyze your mind. What comes up when you think of the worst version of yourself, right? And does your anti self have a tagline? Mine is, I don't want to, if that ever comes out of my mouth, yo, reclusive rye is in control. And then that's also like, or I don't stop right now. Like, and then they'll say my wife, she knows my characters too. So if she ever hears that, it's a trigger. Like, don't be that guy. You know what I mean? So if you get comfortable enough sharing your traits with your people, that's powerful too. Cause they could keep you in check as well. And also be like, Hey, you're reclusive right right now. And we need to edit a version of you. Right. So that's really powerful as well. Does your anti-self move, walk, dance in a specific way? Does your anti-self behave in a particular way when someone is kind to you? Does your anti-self behave in a particular way when you're feeling threatened? How do you feel in that moment, right? What does your anti-self believe about you? What does your anti-self wear, right? And then then just write more descriptive stuff about who that person is, right? And then at the end, guys, name it. Name it. Put a name to it. Just like mine is reclusive ride, right? So now you would, I, you would, that would create right there your anti-self. And remember, now you're able to look like, oh my gosh, that person is absolutely the root cause to all my problems, right? So when I'm in my worst state, that's my anti-self. And to be quite honest, guys, most people are living in their anti-self, right? They're living in their anti-self because their habits, um, their thoughts every single day is congruent with this person. So they stay in this person. There's very few that are in their ultimate version every single day. And then we'll teach you as the the lifestyle we teach on here is how you get into that ultimate state, right? And that's what we really try to teach you guys, right? Now, the second part, step three, would go into discovering your ultimate self. So you would answer the same, you would sit down for... Uh, three to four minutes, five minutes again, step three, you would blank sheet. Now you're going to do the same exact thing and create your ultimate version of yourself, right? So now you sit down three to five minutes. This, what am I, right? The positive traits, abundant, accomplished, achiever, capable, you know, captivating, careful, uh, creative, dedicated, disciplined, like go down um, the list for just out of your mind, just spill it. You're just doing a brain dump of, of what is your ultimate version of you? What are the traits of this person? What are the behaviors of this person? And you know, that person, like, just think when you were, when you're just, everything's going perfect and rocking and rolling, you just feel like so good. How's that person feeling? And what makes that person that way? And that's you discovering your ultimate self, right? And then, guys, you would do, after the five minutes is up, boom, now you would answer the questions again. And I'll run through them one more time because I know a bunch of you are probably sitting there trying to write these questions down. So the first one, guys, particular gender, 
an animal, a mystical creature, a character inspired by a movie or a book, right? So really trying to make shape to this person, trying to build a character. You're making it real now. Does your anti-self have a tagline? Mine's be great and dominate. I think most people know that one. So when I'm speaking that, saying that every day, I'm on it, you know? Does your anti-self move, walk, dance in a specific way? Does your anti-self behave? Are your ultimate self, sorry guys, I keep saying anti-self, I'm like stuck in anti, but does your ultimate self behave in a particular way when someone is being kind to you? Does your ultimate self behave in a particular way when you are feeling threatened? Does What does your ultimate self believe about you? What does your ultimate self wear? Write a full description after you answer those questions if there's more and then name that person. Now, what happens, guys? Now that would be, that was like a quick synopsis. So hopefully you guys sit down, you guys do this. Now you would have your, your, ult, your anti-self developed. So you would see the worst version of yourself. That's what you'll be looking at. You'll be able to see it visibly by writing it down, by creating it. You make it real now. And it gets very emotional when you create that, ultimate, that anti-self. Then you have your ultimate self fully identified and discovered as well, right? So now you know those two parts to you, right? So now every day you wake up like, who am I today? And you always do everything in your power to be your ultimate self, right, guys? And the way you guys get to your ultimate self, it's caring for yourself, right? So it's working out. You got to find the things that spark you. Maybe some of you, it's playing music an hour a day and that makes you feel alive, right? That's your thing. Like me, I have to work out every single day. I have to read every single day. I have to eat right every single day. The lifestyle we teach, the 42 way, that living that lifestyle every single day equates to my ultimate self. And then once I stop doing that lifestyle, uh, that's when reclusive rye appears because I haven't been eating right. I haven't been training. I haven't been reading my books. I haven't been sticking to the principles that keep me alive and keep me operating at my ultimate self, right? So you really have to identify and discover those trait, those habits that make you feel alive, right? And make you feel happy and make you feel like your ultimate self and start with the 42 way. What we've been teaching you guys, like all these last episodes, eat right, work out, drink water, get your supplements in, you know, read, a, read, listen to podcasts, surround yourself with positive people. Like, boom, we've given you guys the roadmap, get sun, antidepressant. I walk every day, right? So you find what works for you guys because guess what? Now you'll spend most of your life by living a certain lifestyle like the 42 lifestyle. Now, when you're on point, you'll be living that version. So you'll be living in that ultimate version at majority of the time, like 98% of your life is there. Then sometimes that anti-self creeps up because maybe you're slipping, like holidays, you backed off a little bit, whatever's going on. And then all of a sudden you're depressed. You're not feeling good. You're not, you're, you're your anti-self again. That person comes. Now you have to check yourself and be like, I'm here, right? Because you know the motto they might say when I hear, I don't want to, oh my gosh, that person's alive. He's, he's here. Am I doing everything I'm supposed to be doing? Right? So now you know what creates your ultimate self. You know the triggers to be aware of when your anti-self is alive, right? And then you have to combat it. And you do it every day you wake up, guys. Every day, your mission is to feed the wolf, the right wolf, 
right? The ultimate self will feed that person the right habits, the right food, the right thoughts, everything that's going to equate to that person being in control. And that's really uh, the, the whole premise of the exercise is to have identify both of those versions and then identify the habits and the traits that make you stay your ultimate way at all times. Therefore, it gives you complete control of your life because you, every day you wake up, you are in control. You know what to do and you know exactly who you need to be and who you don't want to be. Right, guys? So that's a quick summary of the ultimate self. I hope you guys do this exercise and give us feedback on what you learned about yourself. It's very powerful. I know I, it's powerful for me. I know a lot of people that have been through um, the seminar with me who have been changed a lot because of it. So take the time to do this for yourself because guess what? Doing things like this could change your life, you know, and I've seen it change a lot of people. So get after it, guys. All right. That was freaking awesome. And <laughs> you guys that don't know Ryan, um, that's what he's about right there. That is That was several minutes of just passion and care and and teaching and that's what he does so well that's why uh the palm spring studio is just one of a kind is because the leadership in the studio is it teaches that constantly and i love it and i i want to just put my little uh points on this because i did this and I was like, whoa, this is so powerful for so many reasons. But let's just go off of a few. You identify, like, when mine's Gerard. Fucking Gerard. He's <laughs> fancy. He's got, he's got, he wears like a suit. That's my real name. It's Gerard. It's cool. <laughs> um, and when I'm a little weenie, it's, it's uh, Gerald. He sucks. And, um, but you're identifying. You're giving it a name. It's not who you are. You're not saying, I am a, a jerk. I am this. No. Gerald is doing this, and that's who it is. So it's it's identifying those negative parts about yourself like that you don't like. And we all have those. We all, like those self-aware people. Ryan's asking you to be self-aware. Take some time. Go deep. Be honest with yourself. Say, hey, I do this. It's not and when I think about myself, I am not proud when I do this. I do it. I don't like it. I don't mean to. It's okay. Just identify it. Now, package that all up. Give that a name. So when you feel it slipping, you say, whoa, whoa, whoa no, 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 no. I'm turning into Gerald. Oh, crap. I want to be Gerard. When Gerard's on his A game, this is what he does. And he just shows up. And I, I want to be more of him. So think about it. Beyonce. Sasha Fierce, right? When she goes on stage, she becomes Sasha Fierce. When you have to do something where you have to level up, you have to be your ultimate self. If you have a name, you can say, it's go time. It's Sasha Fierce time. And she steps on and she just takes over. The Black Mamba, right? We got Kobe. Kobe had a name for when he was on the court because he became something that wasn't necessarily who he was in his everyday life. Like Beyonce can't go walking around like Sasha Fierce at the grocery store because like that, but she had to put that, she had to create that, that persona for herself to accomplish what she needed to. And same with Kobe. And I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of others that I, I'm not remembering right now, but though they mastered it and we're asking you to, to take some time and, and just identify the great parts about yourself or who you want to be or who you visualize yourself to be 
and think about it and be intentional. And that's why this blew my mind. I'm like, Oh my God. And, and it's it like, I don't do it as in depth for me. I'm just like, Oh, I'm being a jerk. That's Gerald. I'm being like, I'm doing this. That sucks. Like, I don't really know what Gerald looks like. He's probably still really good looking. And he's like, <laughs> you know, he's pro- <laughs> both my guys, even my jerky self and my, Ultimate self have long hair. They're like, they're really good looking with long hair. <laughs> Sadly, my uh, normal self doesn't. But uh, but I'm just saying like, just just identify, do it your way. Like create it, do it like follow Ryan's way, but then you can make it your own. That's the mm-hmm. cool part about this is like, just do it. And like, I can't stress it enough. And then reach out to Ryan and myself. Let us know what you thought because I, I am absolutely 100% positive that it works and it's a very, very strong tool to have to be able to identify yourself and getting to learn ourselves more and more and more is really powerful because, you know, as I get older, I keep mentioning, I'm almost 40 to Ryan in our conversations, but I'm like, dude, like, it's funny when you realize, like, I just remember like having teachers growing up and I was like, wow, they're, they really understand life. They got it all figured (laughs) out. now. Now that I'm like 40, almost 40, and it's like, I realize that we're all just, we're all just trying to figure out. We're just trying to figure it out. We're all just trying to learn. We're all just trying to like, just, just, we're trying to like understand life. And this tool helps you get more in tune with yourself. And so you could just, I I believe, be a better person and handle situations differently and maybe more positive and if you know, like, it, and it's definitely like, I, I do know in like therapy situations with relationships, if for instance, uh, my wife's like, Hey, you're acting like Gerald. Like she's not saying, Hey, Jerry, you're a jerk, but we both know that Gerald is a jerk and he, he is not uh, who I want to be. And so she didn't pick on me. She just said, Hey, you're kind of being like this, this person that we don't, we both identify we don't like you don't like and and so so that's a a better way to say like hey you know snap out of it and i i think that's that's powerful too that's a whole nother story but that's how deep this could go and so like i love it i hope you guys loved it right have anything to finish finish yeah, this guys, off with just just remember guys the biggest takeaway is that we have two versions of ourselves right we have our ultimate self and then we have our anti-self And remember, the version of yourself that you feed is the one that ends up dominating you, right? So feed the good stuff, right? Feed it the good stuff. Live the lifestyle that's going to equate to your ultimate self. And then be aware. I think that's what I love about what Jerry said is be self-aware of who you are every day and which version of you is in control of the day or certain moments. And just be aware of this. And it could really change your life. Because I'll tell you, every day I wake up, I literally ask myself like who I am right now and it's profoundly changed me. I know it's helped Jerry. I know countless people it has, has helped. So take the time to do things like this because exercise like this, it could really change how you view your life and really impact you. And all it takes is a few minutes of you time to give to yourself and it could impact yourself. So guys take the time to do it and uh, take another, this is a big, this is a big, it's a project. Remember, you are the ultimate creation of your life. Like, so you're creating every day. You're developing yourself every day. So take your time to create this, this exercise and to do this because understanding this is the, one of the most powerful things you can do is to understand who you are. I'm not going to lie. 
I feel like Relentless Rye and Gerard showed up today. <laughs> guys, thanks for listening. Hopefully you got something out of it. We really enjoyed it. And we will see you next week. Later. Take care, guys. Thank <laughs> you.